0: welcome to my baddie can read we're your new favorite baddies yanni and nika our podcast is like a book club where we and our guests strip back the layers of different books discussing the stories themes and lessons they contain from inspiring memoirs to intriguing mysteries. We'll explore all kinds of genres, so get ready for laughter, insights, and a deeper appreciation of the written word. Get in, baddies. We're going reading. Hey, baddies. Welcome to Meeting Five, where we discuss the novel Everything is Not Enough by Lola Akamade-Akerstrom. This novel is a sequel to In Every Mirror, She's Black. In this episode, we'll first do a brief overview of the first novel, and then we'll start a discussion on the second novel, Everything is Not Enough. Okay, baddies, this book is Everything is Not Enough by Lola Akimade Ekostrom, and Everything is Not Enough is the sequel to a book that I'll book. Book club has already read before called um, "In Every Mirror She's Black," and so it's a book about three different Black women living in Sweden, um, and they each have different walks of life. Um, But as you can probably tell, the theme of the book um, from the original "In Every Mirror She's Black" is just about like no matter you know what socioeconomic background you come from or what your status is now? You're still a black woman, you know. No matter where you are in this world, mm-hmm. you're still black. <laughs> exactly. So um, the three main characters there are three. There's Mooney. She is an immigrant. Um, she is an immigrant to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't know anyone. Um, her family um, has her family's been murdered. Um, so she's alone. Um, we have the other two. Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Kimmy. Or Kimmy. Is it Kimmy? Kimmy. She is originally from the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, and she moves to Sweden to take a job. So this is the professional career woman. Um, and she's dealing with finding love um, and being comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And then we have Brittany. Britney is also from what does she live in a- she lived, she's originally her like her fa- So she was originally from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Her family is Jamaican, mm-hmm. but they she grew up in Atlanta mm-hmm. and then she moved to Alexandria. Okay. She's a flight attendant. so she moved around a lot and she has a boy. She had a boyfriend. She was a flight attendant. She moves to Alexandria with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Met her now yes. husband, Yoni, on a <laughs> flight. Mm-hmm. So in the way that all of these women connect, Muni starts. So Yoni, he is the CEO. He's the Mm -hmm. CEO of a large marketing firm in Sweden. His family is super rich, comes from money. He Mm -hmm. comes from money, grew up rich. Um, The company has some racist, they put out a racist ad, Mm -hmm. I think. And so they need to do, you know, clean up. Um, they need some diversity. Damage control. Yes, they hire Kimmy as the diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. like, um, this, what the marketing diversity yes person mm-hmm. <laughs> executive <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so um, she works for him at his company. She's the only black executive when mm-hmm. she gets hired, so she picks up everything and moves to Sweden. Um, mm-hmm. but Muni is she works. For a cleaning service that cleans the building, the company, and then Brittany starts dating Yoni. So you see, they kind of their their worlds are like intertwined through Yoni. Mm-hmm. I love saying his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled J O N N Y, right? Yes, yeah. but it's Yoni. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so pretty much it ends with um, Brittany. Um, who is married to Yoni or Johnny, however you want to say it. Um, and they have a child, and she finds out that the child is named after um his old lover. That's right, right now, yes, who's dead. Um, and she died. And um, she started she starts to see that. Um, his little quirks, um, which we attributed to like some type of mental disorder <laughs> that he may have, is more than just little quirks. Now he's he's possessing some attributes of like an abusive person. Um, I think. And so that's where she's she's in limbo with her marriage. She's scared of this man, and it's almost like who did she marry? And then Kimmy is left, um. Having an affair on her boyfriend. She didn't have so in the in in the first book she didn't have an affair with Ragnar though. Remember he just cornered her at like a holiday party. They kissed. I mean I know, but like she at the time she like pushed him off and stuff. She was um, fake offended. <laughs> she kissed. They was kissing up on the elevator, and then when they got into the cab, I think they kissed again, and he was putting her his hand on her thighs. So she, okay, they didn't have a full out affair, but she was cheating. True, true. Um, <laughs> she was still being dishonest. <laughs> um, so she is now unless he puts the tip in. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just. <laughs> so Kimmy is at a crossroads. It's she knows that she's falling for this guy who's mean to her on a typical day that works with her at Yoni's company. Um, And then she's also in love with Tobias. And so that's where she ends. And then, sadly, Muna, as we know now, attempts suicide. So she jumps in front of a train. Um, So that's where we're left off. And the second book picks right up on um, Muna's friend, Getting the news, right, about Luna being in the hospital. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um yeah. So, we entered chapter, part one, chapter one. And I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, Nika, but, like, the theme of how she's doing it for each part, she's, like, going in a specific order, talking about each woman. So, like, for part one, it kept every chapter with Yasmin, then Brittany, then Kimmy, Yasmin, then Brittany, then Kimmy. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, I can't remember she did that with the first with the first book. She probably did. She probably did. We just didn't catch it. (laughs) She thought she ate that little one thing. (laughs) Uh, So the book starts off with Yasmin being at the police station, being questioned by detectives about Mona's accident. So we know. So in the last book, we figured, you know, like this girl to kill herself. But apparently she survived. She survived that train. Apparently, the train was coming to a stop before it hit Muna. So,
1: you know, she's in a coma now.
0: She's a vegetable. And because of where Muna is from and what the country that she fled, I think they're trying to see if this maybe was like some type of a terrorist act. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and so we see that, like, like we said before, Muna was one of the main three characters in every mirror she's in. In every mirror, she's black. But now, and everything is not enough. Yasmin, who was one of Muna's roommates when she was staying at sort of like a independent living um, dorm style housing situation, um, she had two roommates uh was Yasmin and Khadija. So now Yasmeen is um, one of the main characters of He's the He's speaking for Muna since Muna is in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, I like getting to learn more of Yasmeen's story. Yes, I did too. I could not believe in the first chapter Does she's learning that Muna stopped by her husband's um I guess food counter a lot yes um I couldn't believe she married a man <laughs> did she marry him in the first book I don't right I don't recall them actually being married I just remember the baby but I don't remember if they're even married now shoot hmm. you can just the police officer is saying like your husband so I'm like she'd married this man okay. y'all in the first book they beat him up so bad all the roommates <laughs> 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 he was being um aggressive i think with yasmin mm-hmm. and um so they beat him up and i'm just like she i call yanni was like is, this can't be the same man is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> he's a jerk he is a jerk so um then we have britney so she comes in the book just crying depressed she's crying in her daughter's bedroom um the daughter name is my Ma- the daughter's name is Maya. Johnny is just looking at her. I was cracking up in this part because they said Tanisha, Britney's best friend, calls mm-hmm. the faces Johnny makes his resting serial killer face. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was cracking up at, at that. So um Britney in the first chapter, she's still struggling with that revelation about Johnny's past. Um, but I mean. She also has come to love him. So she's really struggling with that because I mean they've had time together. Like they have a baby now, they're married. Even though he's a weirdo, she still has genuine feelings for him. I have a different feeling about that. Okay, what is it? So okay, we okay, let's just sum up Muna and Yasmin. We're we're finding out Muna's state here. But for Brittany, I don't think that she really loves Yoni like that. Mm. I think that she loves the status that she, you know, has or think that she has with his money and his family. Um I think that physically he's giving her everything that she wants. They describe their sex life as being like amazing. Like she's like, he knows everything about me. He knows my body. Mm -hmm. But I think that them getting to know each other and her really falling for the type of person, this is not there. And that's one of her major major issues. And that's like, that's one of the reasons why she's contemplating leaving. Because she's like, she don't even really know him like that. That's Mm -hmm. what she's finding out.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't think she really loves him like that. Yeah, I see it. So, Kimmy... She's in the aftermath of the holiday party that we just talked about, where she got caught kissing Ragnar. Um, the director of human resources for the company saw them, um, and Ragnar is also um, Johnny's best friend. So you know he, he he's his business partner, not really a partner, but you know they have a business relationship, and he's his best friend since his childhood. Also, so she's feeling the heat and guilt from that moment. Um, oh, and sorry, Ragnar is married. <laughs> oh the, yes get on the way <laughs> yes to a white woman of course um he she's like feeling the heat and guilt from that and in an attempt to save her relationship she asked her boyfriend tobias to move to the united states with her it's just like an impulsive ask where she just feels like i have to get away from the heat with ragnar and in that moment tobias called her selfish so nick i wanted to do you think it was selfish for her to ask him that i found it ironic that she was kind of like attempting to save their relationship. No, that guilt would eat it. her ass up. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know if it was selfish for her to ask him that. I feel like with a relationship like that, ultimately a decision is gonna have to be made one day, right? Mm-hmm. If y'all planning on going for I don't think it was selfish. I think it was selfish for him to like think that she wouldn't ask him or they wouldn't have to make a decision about that one day. Yeah. Um, so Ingrid, who is um, head of the HR for Johnny's company, she tells Kimmy that Johnny wants Kimmy and Ragnar to come with him to London for a business meeting. So, mind you, she is trying to get away from this man. She's even thinking about going back to the United States. And now Johnny is like, I'm personally handpicking you and Ragnar. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, of course. Um, he doesn't know yet about Ragnar and Kimmy. Um, so, you know, and in that same conversation, Ingrid lets Kimmy know that everybody else in the in the company outside of Johnny thinks she and Ragnar are like having an all out affair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not there yet. It's getting there. But it's, not <laughs> it. it's not there yet. Yeah. So that was chapter one. So in chapter two. Um, we. Pivot back to Yasmin and Yagis, her husband, and they're having a conversation in their home about Muna and why Yagis didn't tell her Muna was coming to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really suspect because knowing how Muna was, she was like kind of childish, naive. I didn't ever suspect that they were having an affair. But do you think, coma and train hit aside, that he would have ultimately tried something with Muna? I think so, because he's a sex-crazed Asshole. So yeah, I think I think he could have, but I feel like um, his opportunity would have been when, when they were living together. Her little stop bys at his food stand were not really coming by to see him. You know, it was like a sign of life for her old roommate. You know, type of thing. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: it was literally. It was very weird. It was literally her walking by, looking at him, and then I feel like once or twice they exchanged yeah. words. <laughs> Yeah. But Yagi's just clearly thinking. He is very scary. His penis is life's gift to women everywhere. Like, the penis in general. (laughs) Um, Like, he told, like, when they're just thinking about reasons that she would have killed herself, he's all like, she had no man to fuck her. Like, yeah, like, that's your reason? Like, really? Yes! Oh, my God. I I just, I feel so bad for Yasmeen. Yeah. Um, and on to Brittany, Louise tells Johnny about the Ragnar and Kimmy situation. And Louise is another one of the, um, upper level management, um, officials, um, at Johnny's company and Johnny, (laughs) when Louise tells Johnny about this, he's having breakfast with Brittany. He leaves the breakfast table. He leaves his home to go be with Ragnar. Like, (laughs) And see, that's where I kind of was like, she she wants the love that he gives to his best friend and his child, and she don't have it. Yeah. Uh, side note, Brittany is such a bitch to everybody. Girl. She, child, it did not take long for her entitlement and everything to kick in. That's why I said she that's what she loves me. more. Mm-hmm. Um, But before Johnny leaves, he tells Brittany more about Maya, the adult Maya, the dead, also Black, the queen. Just like her, apparently. Yes. Brittany's dead twin. um, About how she, um, about more about Maya and how she was pregnant with his child, too, and then dead the day after, like, she told him about it or something. Mm. I'm wondering if Astra had her killed. Child, I wouldn't put it past. I don't know this man's family is has not been the most I, I besides like one of his sisters, right? They haven't been very welcoming of Brittany, and the first time Brittany met um his mother she 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 said a racist slur, right? To her I, I think so. it was in um what were they speaking Swedish? Mhm, yeah. So they were speaking in their language and uh, she knew it was something nasty, but it was like a slur. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone in his family had something or asked for something to get done to her, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So pivoting to Kimmy, it was very interesting to me that Brittany went to Kimmy about her needs for a
1: divorce lawyer.
0: Um. I had mixed feelings about her reasons because y'all clearly have a disdain for each other Mm -hmm. and if y'all don't like each other why Brittany do you think you can trust Kimmy like why would you think that Kimmy would not be loyal to her employer like y'all don't like each other clearly y'all have this frenemy thing going on so I'm wondering my mixed feelings are just like I wonder if it's just audacity and she's just entitled and presumptuous and she just feels like I know you're going to help me like Regardless of me being a bitch to you, because I'm just that girl, or does she still think that there's some type of like black sisterhood solidarity there? I think Brittany is desperate right now. I think she she needs any type of some some type of hope there. She knows no one, she feels alone there. And this is another um black woman, you know, American or Americanized, I could say, because she was born in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, some type, some type of resemblance to what what I'm used to at home, and maybe she did feel like some type of like, I don't know, <laughs> like that's you know that's my sister. Or maybe you know that yeah. type of thing can come in into play. Or like, you know, I just think she was very desperate, and at this point, it's like this the only person that I could really speak to that I know is not really friends with my husband. She may work at the company, but she ain't friends with him. You know. Hmm. Um, so I think it would be two things out of desperation and one that she knows, like she could probably help her and get something done. Um, and they same- never really had, like, if there is something between them, just for yeah. the audience so they can know, but they've never really had like a full blown out argument. They say little smart remarks to each other. And from just the narrator, we got their inner thoughts about each other, like what they, you know, perceived of one another. But they've never really had, like, a full blown-out argument or anything like that. We just know they kind of don't really care for each other. Yeah. In that same chapter, when Kimmy was, like, kind of talking about fuss- or expressing being frustrated with her work-life balance, I was a little annoyed with her. Like, this is why we can't have shit. Why are you bored with being rich and comfortable? Right. <laughs> like, girl, sit down. And um, mind you, she's she been taking off a lot. So I'm just trying <laughs> to figure out... <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, why are you stressed? You just was... How long was... Did she go back home for for her winter break? About a month? Just about. Well, I don't know. Was it like two weeks? I don't know. It was about three weeks. Because she got there before Christmas. She went back after the... No, she can't. She spent spent New Year back in... um, Okay, that's right. I think with him. So it was probably like two weeks. So with... With, like, Kimmy just, like, talking about, like, you know, the frustration within, you know, I guess, having too much of a work-life balance. It made me think, do you think the author Lola is biased towards Black American culture? Like, the negative attributes that the characters have come from their U.S. influence. Like, the United States taught Brittany to be a gold digger. And they taught Kimmy to be a power-hungry and, like, super successful workaholic. It makes me wonder if Lola didn't like her time in the United States. <laughs> and that's um, why. You know what? That was my critique from the last book. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked about that from the last book. Like I, it is kind of like, hmm, like you see like black American culture as these people just are not grounded, like they're very superficial, like mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I see that. Yeah, and in that chapter, Kimmy has a call with Kahende—that's her twin sister who lives back in the states—about um, the situation with Ragnar. And I just feel like Kimmy is just oh, she just grows increasingly pathetic throughout. This. Oh my god, yeah, this isn't even a situation where somebody romanced and seduced you. Like he has been a like he's been racist, a jerk since you met him. Looking down on you, and you're attracted to that. Like that's the you problem, Kenny. Mm-hmm.
1: A dummy, bitch.
0: You ain't never going to be right? like. <laughs> <laughs> but I just said, like no, like girl. I don't know personally. Like no, nothing turns. I say it all the time. Treating me bad turns me off. Nothing gets me drier than mistreating me. So I, I just don't get it. Like no it's just like i i guess it's like human nature i guess you know people like want what they really can't have or like you know the little girl likes the little boy that's like messing with her all the time or the little boy likes the girl that he keeps trying to fake hit or talk about you know and it's that's the type of that's what it reminds me of between kimmy and um ragnar i'm just like girl I, I just is. feel like it's so juvenile, though. Like There, as, there as, is. Like, I understand, like, when you're young and you you don't have, like, that emotional maturity. But it's like, you come on now. Grow out of that. And, like, this is, like, on a different level. Because it's not just, oh, this is the guy who has a girlfriend or this is the guy who, you know, like, I don't know, the cat and mouse thing. Like, this is someone, like, I just feel like being racist puts it on another level. Yeah. Like, like, I, I was just like, Kimmy, come on. I kind of was, like, confused. Well, not really confused. I just didn't like that, the excuse that she's, like, he is the male version of me, and I just need that type of power. Then you should have found another man and not Tobias. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if that's what you really craved in a relationship and that's what you really wanted, then why are you with this man? Why are you keep trying to continue to be with him? And drag him. Do you want to move to the U.S. with me? And like, girl, you don't want this man. Mm -hmm. I think she was just so desperate for somebody that when the first person came back, you didn't even give yourself time to really get what you want. And that's like a lot of people like suffer from that. Like, don't be so desperate. That's why people say, like, get comfortable with being alone. Be Mm -hmm. like, okay with being yourself. Figure out what you want. Like, don't rush into tying yourself down to somebody because. What you want can come the next week. And now you feel like you're obligated to be with, you know, like to stay in a situation that you're already in.
1: Like, so.
0: And now she also, um, doesn't she tell her sister what happened? Yes. Um, And she gets that. That judgment from her sister, you know? Mm-hmm. So this sets up the stage for her to like keep now everything that happens between her and Ragnar really close to her and not tell like anyone anything.
1: hmm
0: Because her sister her, her sister didn't judge her too badly. And is it really judgment or you like you just telling the them truth? Like what's yeah, like, the difference between judgment and telling someone when they're wrong? Like she literally just said, like, Kimmy, like you know like Mm -hmm. girl like for all that you could have stayed back here Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like you went to sweden you remember in the book to broaden your horizons and you ended up with a married man like you could have found somebody over here for all i mean like her attraction to ragnar is just crazy like her heart skipping beats when he walk in a room. She can't think straight. It is so corny. It's so like girl. Like, <laughs> if that's what type of man you want, please leave Tobias alone unless somebody else have him. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm gonna see if she's married to a white man. Which not, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Love who you love. Um, but it, I don't know. It's kind of like she's trying to sell us on white men. <laughs> and I think she's married to one. Yep. Like she's trying to make them like this. Oh, my gosh. They're just captivating. And so. Yeah. Yes. Eyes are so fierce. So whatever the fuck she said about his eyes. Ice <laughs> cold blue. I said, yikes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I see. I'll be scared. Oh my gosh. But again, we don't have anything against interracial relationships. Love who you love. I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for it. Also open. Love who you love. You but the author, we just talking about the author specifically now. She's trying to she got an agenda. Yes. (laughs) She has an agenda. <laughs> I'm gonna send this with to Dr. Umar. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So um in chapter three, Yagiz and Yasmin are still having conversations about um Muna. Something that struck me about this chapter with them two, though, is um Yagiz asked Yasmin what the man who attacked Muna looked like. And I'm just like, hmm, my antennas went up. Because like, why did it matter to you? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know him? Did you send him after Muna? I mean that would be a big plot twist. <laughs> I would not be expecting that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did know. Like, even if if you feel like cause he's already hinted that like he feel like every woman needs some good sex. So even if it wasn't like go rape her or something, or like harass her, just like, hey, you see that beautiful woman, you know, like and then how he um what is he called, Mona? I don't know, but he is kind of like racist too, because he feels like um like this is my sexy black girl uh, with Yasmeen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so i don't know like he could have told because i know the guys who harassed Mona, they were white and he could have you know like just said something ignorant as he is like yeah you see that sexy black girl you know what they say about black girls something like that like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I could believe that he... I'm thinking like what if he acts because I mean even though he is an asshole um, it's obviously something there that's helped like that keeps him like protecting Yasmin and taking care of her. Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe if he wanted to go look for these guys, you know mm-hmm. or maybe see if he could do something about it. Mm, I don't know. He-, <laughs> he ain't even doing right in the protect department if you ask me. No, he's not. Later on we find out, y'all. So um the officer, um, they talk back to the um police again, and she reveals to Yasmeen that Gunhild, who was like their social worker, Yasmin Amoon a social worker, died, and she tells Yasmeen about Ahmed, who was someone who um lived at the asyl center with Muna, a fellow refugee, and they had like kind of a friendship. Um, And Ahmed set himself on fire um, at the Mm -hmm. asylum center because like he was being bullied by the other people. Uh, People were accusing him of like him him and his village of like being terrorists and things like that. So he was just over it. Um, He didn't really feel like he had anything to live for. So that's another reason why, like with Nika talked about earlier, people. Were investigating Mona's accident. Like, is this an act of terrorism? Because you got this. Your best friend set itself on fire and then mm-hmm. you threw yourself in front of a, a train. Like, um, yeah. So Brittany is growing. She's over there in chapter three, just growing increasingly turned off by Johnny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, but she she still feels like sex is an area where she can control him, and so she claims. She's using sex and just staying friendly with him to buy her more time to plan a better exit. Girl, they could never rope you in tighter. And so Kimmy, um, at this point in Chapter 3, she's been working remotely for some time following the Ragnar holiday incident. And then the day she comes back to work, lo and behold, she's alone with Ragnar. And right here, they remind us that in the first book, she slapped Ragnar. <laughs> And that makes me even madder. <laughs> I remember that he told her you would have been a sweet fuck.
1: Oh she my God.
0: Past in the taxi cab. That did just piss me off all over again. Because he's so disrespectful and she is so drawn to that. <sighs> they love this trauma love, y'all. She is turned on by being objectified at this big age. <sighs>
1: goodness, goodness.
0: um. And so in that same chapter, Tobias comes to get Kimmy to have dinner with his mom, Nancy. So Nancy is a Gambian woman. We met her in the first book. She's Tobias' mom. Tobias is half Gambian and half Swedish. Um, was his father from Sweden or was he from like another European country? Um, I thought the father was, was... Yeah. Okay. Um, And... The author, like, talks about how Tobias is kind of whitewashed. And I'm just curious to mm-hmm. wonder how he ended up whitewashed. If his mother and Nancy is very, like, pro-Black, down-to-earth. It's, I'm just, I don't know, I'm curious to see how he ended up being that way. Um, Nancy, and an absent father at that. I, and I think that... Um, maybe where they live at could have a lot to do with it, too. And he just isn't. And his sister is, like, really pro-Black, too. And she wasn't at first. True. Yeah. So I feel like maybe it could just deal with where they live. Um, it's probably like the schools they went to and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And he just
0: made a choice.
1: Yeah.
0: So in the next chapter, um, Yaz visits... She she keeps visiting M- Muna. Go Yes. It's really you know, mm-hmm. good that she's been visiting her. She finds out that her leg was amputated. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. And we learn in this chapter how Yes and Yagis met. And, of course, it's a sexual connection.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's all y'all Geese cares about. Side note, I love his name, Yagis. I really like that name.
1: Uh. That
0: but. um Thinking about how they met, it reminds me of Khadijah. Remember the third roommate? Yeah, and I think the last we saw of her, she was being arrested for protesting or something, right? In the first book, I think so. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm hoping that we'll we'll reconnect with with her at some point in yeah. time, right? We just don't. There was no end for her, really, right? Especially considering like um later in the story with um, Tobias's sister being an activist, mm-hmm. turned activist, and then Yasmin is working with her, so like that you know like community of activists yeah Asia could find her way like that could be the connection there but mm-hmm. um and in this chapter you just you really start to pick up on the fact that Ya is hypersexual and their relationship is kind of like cloaked in that
1: mm-hmm. um
0: then with Britney um I forgot all about Brittany is like 40 in her 40s. <laughs> why do you think the author chose to make her that seasoned in age I mm, I guess to show um, so in the first book Brittany is living with her boyfriend mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe her age to show that Um, one how she's clinging on to this wealth that she's got now because She's like a has-been model, so she won't have that type of status anymore, you know, when she was modeling and stuff like that. But then also, I guess, in the first book, it made more sense to me that she was that age because if this other guy is giving you exactly what you want, you know, and you've been waiting on this guy for so long that you're living with and he's not doing anything, you know, it's just time for me to, like, make a move, make something happen, I guess. Mm -hmm. That would be my, uh, what I think. What do you think? Okay. I don't know if I was like scrutinizing the author too hard, but I kind of like have thoughts along the same lines as you. And you know, I just feel like this author is biased. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just like another like subconscious bias. Big, uh, American woman? Yes. African American woman? It's like,
1: you know, oh, the bi- bi-
0: like if I'm in my forties, I'm more susceptible to run into another country with a complete stranger. Because I'm, like, getting old or going through a midlife crisis. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know if I'm just, you know, being too, like, I mean, I can see that. Um, so, in this chapter, Brittany decides that she's going to take Maya to the park to try to become acquainted with some of the other moms. And it got me, like, wondering, do you think she's going to ultimately leave Sweden? Or do you think she'll just make do with her circumstances there? I don't know. I feel like if he doesn't get any more dangerous, then maybe she'll stay. But I feel like in order for Brittany to really leave, something drastic has to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't see her leaving, too, if he gets like custody of their child. I think she's going to yeah. stay there. Oh, hell yeah. Um, And throughout like the first chapters of the book, I just feel like, there's this theme of Brittany. she's trying to attribute or she's trying to justify staying my mm-hmm. privilege like eh, i don't think that my daughter does. deserves this this is her family yeah, know, like. like she they don't even like her they don't like you i mean okay i guess they ain't gonna they like that black child of yours yeah i mean i guess they uh, they tolerate her Mm-hmm. But she's all like, Maya won't understand a life without privilege. She's not even two. You won't tolerate you. I mean, you won't. Yeah, you don't want a life without life privilege. Without privilege. <laughs> like she wouldn't remember it's well, you. Uh-huh. So like, stop. Keep trying to stay open my daughter. From girl, that baby does not know one way or the other mm-hmm. if her spoons are silver or plastic. <laughs> um. So Brittany is just full of it. Um. And she's trying to find herself. hmm So Kimmy. By chapter four, she's officially in an affair with Wagner. She done mm. dropped her... She done popped her pink painted cherry. Is this the first one, child? Mm. I know. Did they say anything about her dating white guys back in the first book? No, but that was another little stereotype dig. They were talking about how the guys back... In the States were like below her and mm-hmm. had nothing really going for themselves. Um, But yeah, y'all, she just couldn't resist and his smell. What did she say he smelled like? I
1: don't remember. <laughs>
0: Some cedar wood or something. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't resist, y'all. They made love on the 12th floor. All up on the floor and everything on the business trip in London. Mm, mm, mm. No excuses. Like you don't walk all the way to the room with him. Yeah. And and honestly, so after every time they have any type of incident, Kimmy gets into this like mental spiral. And I'm just like, girl, get it together. I don't feel bad for you. You made these decisions. You knew what the hell you were doing. Mm -hmm. You have ample time to turn your ass around and go back to your own room or make him go. You know what I'm saying? He's Mm -hmm. only doing Mm -hmm. what you're allowing him. Exactly. I think what attracts um, Kimmy to Ragnar is that, like, she mistakenly believes that he sees her as dominant and in this city where everybody else is downplaying her, like, in her career Mm -hmm. and socially. Um, But... My thing about that is that's not like an excuse because he's in that group. He doesn't respect you professionally. I'm gonna say he do not respect her professionally. He yeah, that's, that's her damn job. Like he, he's client. like he, but she seems to think so. Mm. Like so, like he's only paying to paying attention to you sexually, and like I guess that makes you feel like a boss. Like you feel like I got this white man, you know, making him moan. I'm a boss. <laughs> You know what I was thinking about with Ragnar? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um I said, what's up with all these black women falling for white men whose names round with Agner? Like, <laughs> Wag- Richard Wagner from <laughs> from the other black girl. From the other black girl. <laughs> but I was like, Kimmy better not end up pregnant, but she did go get that plan B the next day. So Girl, I don't know. I think that's next. Oh, Oh, I definitely do. But they ain't mm-hmm. talking about any more Plan B's after that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Chapter 5. Someone from the at- Asylum Center comes to meet with
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, His name is Matthias, and he's asking her about the box um, that Ahmed's that had Ahmed's belongings in it. And they knew that Muna took it. Mm-hmm. And Yasmin also starts working. She starts working at a hair salon or I guess I'll call it a beauty salon because it's mm-hmm. more than hair um and this is a woman whose husband does business with Yagi's so Yagi's in, into a little bit of everything he, he's, he's a shady <laughs> yes he's he used to be a drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> um but he stopped that he has his little hot dog stand it's like whatever <laughs> whatever he his little food cart <laughs> You cook, you hear, and babysit on the side. <laughs> so she starts working there. Um, And Brittany, after her death at the park, she's made a new friend. Her name is Mal- Malin. Malin? How do you pronounce her mm-hmm. name? Malin.
1: Uh, girl.
0: Molly. I don't got that Swedish tongue. <laughs> Marlene, I'm gonna go with Marlene. Marlene, her name is Marlene. My name is Marlene. But okay, good. I was Like okay, good for Brittany. Um, I don't think this lady want to be Brittany's friend though. Yeah, we 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 look. We see that lady. Yes, <laughs> this lady wants the tea from Brittany. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, Kimmy, uh, her entire section in this chapter just made me like girl. Bye. When it gets to her name, I go girl, back. Like, where <laughs> uh, she go? Christ. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. So, I was like, Kimmy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Live so like, Yasmine, damn it stand and damn damn girl. Stand on it. Yasmin is the only person I like. Ciao. <laughs> But I just saying girl back because like she left London early. Girl, you're gonna just wait. What? What is like? What is running away from one of And he just had that thing raw. I just can't believe that she did that, and just. Ugh. So I'm just wondering now. I'm like, is she gonna tell Tobias, girl? And it's just like he's such like Ragnar is just so like. He's like, she's saying, get off of me. Fuck you. And he's like smiling and grinning at her. Like, girl, this man don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You don't care nothing about them tears. You know, like, it's just like, girl, please shut up. I'm like, do you think he's, um, do you think she's ultimately going to tell Tobias? I know she, she always, she keeps going back and forth with the idea throughout uh, part one of the book. No. I think Tobias is going to finally open his eyes and look at the truth. I think she's going to tell him because she's stupid. I feel like, and my thing is, if first of all, Kimmy, you just, I, you, every little fake breakup that you have with Ragnar, it it's, as soon as he calls, you come running back. So, I don't think she's going to stop seeing him. She's not. That's why I think she's going to get caught. And... I feel like even if she genuinely would have stopped seeing him, I still don't think she should have told him. So let's say like in a perfect world, she does just, she cuts everything off with Ragnar. In that situation, do you think she she should tell Tobias? Because I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think she should take it to her grave if she's going to be serious about Tobias. (laughs) (laughs) What do you (laughs) think? If she was like serious about him, do you think she should tell Um, him? Because I don't know. I don't know. I think that if she really cut him off, she should still break up with Tobias because, and then maybe tell him the truth because she doesn't want that man. That's true. Mm hmm. But I so think we can without tell him. telling him. Yeah, she just needs to leave both of them alone. She yeah. needs to. She needs to take carry her back and go and get Antoine, who she had. It was his name, Antoine? And that was another stereotype because of the name of the guy in the first book. <sighs> the guy all about him. <laughs> his name was Antoine, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. Look, it probably was. <laughs> Yanni, did you agree with me though when I first said it? Um, like she's biased. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's some little stuff in here. I don't yes. like too much. She but, And it's so funny though, because, um, and I just, I think about this now looking at how different Yasmin is from Kimmy and, um, Brittany mm-hmm. and how and how she doesn't really like have any control when it comes to like her setup with Yuggies.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I like that she's turning. Like you can see she's she's bossing Yasmin up. She's leveling her up. But that was some of that was some people like some because Yasmin and Muna or Muna was Somalian. Right. Yes. OK. And I know looking on like different forms, there were a lot of readers who like criticized Lola for her um, perception of immigrants. In Sweden. Mm. So like the like um Sudanese, Sudanese and like Somalian community and stuff, they were like, eh. like yeah. side eye. The same way we're side-eyeing it as like girl. Yeah, like black American women, they were side-eyeing mm-hmm. it as like immigrants. Like okay, um, so that's good. to know. she got criticism for all parts. So chapter six in this chapter. We meet Salima's younger sister. And I mean, Lola, she has some clear foreshadowing going on. It's like it's very clear to put the pieces together before they happen. Mm-hmm. But um we meet Salima's younger sister, Amani, who is a prominent divorce lawyer. Like, what yeah. a
1: coincidence.
0: Right. <laughs> um, and you can tell that, like, okay, Amani is going to ultimately represent Britney. And yeah, like Britney the pieces are going to connect. Or vice versa. That's one I say, okay, it could be a plot twist if she ends up um representing Johnny. Mm, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, that would have been a little spicy. But Lola kept it, kept it cute. Let her rep Brittany. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see when and why Kimmy and Britney will ultimately connect with Yasmeen though. Yes, but you know what? They I feel like it'll it'll keep it separate because they never really connected with Muna like that. They just walked past her. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, and kind of she was just there. Mm-hmm. So I think it may I don't know maybe they will have a piece in here about them actually talking to Yasmin, but I think that it might be the same situation. Yeah, I have a little inkling that it'll be through makeup. Like maybe mm-hmm. Kim, maybe she'll be makeup or something. Yeah, like maybe Kimmy, but maybe like. Brittany will really like get into the beauty industry and like Kimmy mm-hmm. will leave on London, start her own marketing firm, and like represent Yasmin or Brittany in their beauty endeavors. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I like,
0: do I could see that connection if okay. it takes that route. Um I started to I I started to like Yagis in this chapter. Um, but I know that his toxic masculinity only gets worse. So I forgot why I was liking him in that chapter. Um, I liked the fact when he was like, did you do her makeup today? Like, you know, I mean, I know it was about sex with him, but like, Mm -hmm. maybe that was that it? Um, I don't think it was that. Uh huh. I don't know. Because I can't for the life of me think of what would make you like Oh, him. I think it's when he was talk. I think it's when he was telling her, like, he was talking about his struggles. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm a king. I'm not. What did she call him? Because she was mad about, like, Salima and Amani, like, kind of being all in her business about Yagis.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: like, insinuating that he was a player. Yeah. And so she called him a name or something. He was like, I'm not. I'm a king. Like. You know, I'm, I'm. I work hard. I do all of this so I can get respect. Oh, okay. All of his different jobs and stuff. Um, yeah. But I was back to not liking him by the next chapter. Shortly, shortly. After. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with Brittany, Astrid and Brittany have a conversation, and it mm-hmm. seems like Astrid is kind of trying to extend an olive branch, and I guess. Attempting to accept or tolerate Brittany. Hmm. Um. Yeah. And Britney alludes to having a trick up her sleeve for Johnny on their New Year's Eve trip. What did you think? What was the trick supposed to be? Girl, good sex. Some of that good spectrum spectrum sex that they <laughs> we think Johnny uh, is on the spectrum, y'all. <laughs> uh, we know. We know. We know he is. Um, how they how they try to describe him. I wonder why she just won't come out and say it. She might get criticized by that community too. <laughs> she 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 mentioned the word though. She did mention mm-hmm. the word in the first book. Yeah. I think Brittany was telling the sisters like he's autistic and y'all won't do anything about it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Britney just yeah. said it. Cause like the family just sweeps it under the rug and they she feels like like if y'all would have gotten him help, he wouldn't, you know, like he could he wouldn't be I guess he wouldn't have so much of a fetish or like he wouldn't be so socially awkward. I don't know. Um, Kimmy just keeps on being hooked on Ragnar. Keeps on nothing um, there. there. Yes. If you could have a character play Ragnar in a movie, who would it be? Um, who would play Ragnar? I don't know. I, because I think of him as like a a, a like a strong built. Yes, by, right? Tatum. <laughs> no, I was thinking. Remember Bradley Cooper when he played in like American like something? He was like an, in the army and he got bigger. He got buff for that movie.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't think I saw that. Girl,
0: Oops. let me see. Because is supposed to be cute, right? Mm, I don't know, just big and buff. And blue eyes, right? Channing Tatum has blue eyes. That's why I'm looking up Bradley Cooper now to see if he has blue eyes. I don't think he do. American Sniper, that's what he was in. Um, Oh, he do has them icy blue eyes, girl. Yeah, it would be him. (laughs) And the movie, he got like extra big for the movie. Because, you know, he's usually very like slim. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you never saw American Sniper? No. He got a country accent and everything in his movie. Ooh. <laughs> He's acting. Yes, he stepped into the role. Um that's who I would think right now just off first off. Okay. I have to think about that though. So, chapter 7, Yasmin spends her Christmas with Mona at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um she I think she talks again about like Mona coming to live with them, and Yogi's is like thrown off, and he's like, uh, "No, um, I don't see Yasmin and last lasting, especially if she has true intentions of taking care of Mona." Mm-hmm.
1: He does not
0: seem to be with it. Um, yeah. Look, he probably say Mona can't give him any wheelchair coochie, so right, Useless.
1: <laughs>
0: Um, Brittany. And Johnny are getting couples massages in Chapter 7. And Johnny's ass gets naked in front of them to make a move on Britney.
1: It, Sir,
0: why did you feel the need to do that? I just, it's just like, it's just a lot of it. I don't think that's part of his um, ailment. I think that's just that entitlement. Like, True. I am gonna do what I want. He's an asshole. Yeah, like... <laughs> Why would you do that in front of people? <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves the entire trip because unfortunately Ragnar's um, wife, um, she has a preterm birth and the baby is still born.
1: Mm,
0: mm, mm. um, and Johnny leaves. Was that an incredibly sad situation? Yes. Should he have left his family? In vacation for well, Maya didn't go with them. But should he have left his vacation for that reason? Hell no! No, we're gonna finish up here, and tomorrow I'm gonna go and say you know we're gonna stop by the hospital when we go because they were leaving the next day. And then speaking of visit vacationing, Brittany never goes to visit her damn family. Like girl, you don't care about leave. Like she, that's why I say she likes that girl. Go, I would have went. I would have went home. Me and Ma, we going. Don't her family still? They live in Florida now, right? Uh Texas. Uh, is it Florida or Texas? Atlanta. It's it's Downtown somewhere. Might be Atlanta. Yeah, it's oh, down yeah. south. Girl, go visit your family. She go get go out go. of there. Her father even told her, like, "Honey, like, <laughs> you can leave." Didn't hear her dad say, like, "Let her know you're not stuck" or something like that. Yeah. And they really like. I don't know, Kim, uh, Brittany. She just doesn't get forty she gives like 20s. Yeah. 30s. I'm not saying people can't make mistakes in their 40s, but she's just very ugh, seems a little baby fad. Mhm. Um Kimmy is just, you know. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy still annoying. She went back home, she went back home then she. Um last Yes. Uh but she and she texts him. She texts Ragnar about the baby. Girl, girl. No, I mean, I know He's that's bad, but like, why would you, like, that's not
1: That's mm-mm.
0: way out of line.
1: Because yeah. you're texting
0: him as the mistress. Like, don't be texting my man about my deceased child, you mistress. You ain't thinking about me and my child. You're just thinking about him and his pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And his pain. Mm-hmm. I feel like she even said that. And um, doesn't the which one of the people from the office called her Ingrid, right? Uh, To tell her, I think it was Ingrid. Mm-hmm. To tell her, like, don't like now was not the time, girl. Yes. I feel oh, like yes. Ingrid was out of line. To tell her. I mean, well, they're out of line, period. Like this entire company. Thank yeah, you. The, the entire company. But Ingrid telling her the first time she warned her about. Like the their affair or whatever they thought it was at first, when it actually wasn't anything. But that at this point, that's irrelevant. Like whether it was a thing then or not. But Ingrid keeps like coming to Kimmy and telling her, like you know what not to do and what she can't do and what she shouldn't do. And I'm just like, that's out of line. Mm -hmm. What are the rules about that, nature? Like (laughs) they just do whatever they want with Kimmy. Clearly. Chapter eight Matthias and Yasmin meet again, and this time she gives Um Ahmed the box. I mean, she gives Matthias Ahmed's box. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't have nothing in there but pictures
0: and sand. (laughs) Do you think he's really trying to get justice for like Ahmed's village, or do you think he's just I don't think so because Muna wasn't trying to give him the box, right? I think so. I don't think she was. Yeah, I don't think so. I I don't know. I hope he is, but I feel like maybe they're trying to like match the pictures with somebody. Mm. Maybe they think someone has something to do with something. But all those people in the box are dead, right? Uh, yep. It's that's his family. Yep. So yeah, I don't really know what he's doing with the box. Um. So, Brittany is. Brittany has like teamed up with Eva. To get information about Maya Daniels. Uh, Another. I think that's stupid. It's just so entitled of her to think she can trust Eva. Yeah, like what girl? We are. Eva works for Yoni. (laughs) Exactly. That's like his personal assistant, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think she's Eva. I thought Louise is his assistant. And then she Okay. I think Louise is his assistant, and then Eva is like kind of like his assistant, but like more so Eva's, right? I don't know. I could be wrong. Look, Johnny pays whatever for it is. And she works for that, right, right? She Johnny pays for both of them. He puts the bill for each assistant. Johnny, and like pays you got her looking up stuff as if she ain't telling that man your every move. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? And you don't know how to Google yourself, like. <laughs> What you got that girl looking up stuff for? You can't get no money and go hire a private investigator yourself? (laughs) Johnny is, so, Johnny is crazy. We find out the reason he has this meeting with Ragnar um, and Kimmy coming along is because he wants to see his ex-girlfriend. Crazy.
1: Crazy.
0: Like, he just wants to look at her in person. He just want to look at her. Very crazy. Um, Like, what? Is that his form of cheating? (laughs) Looking at her? (laughs) Okay. So, that was part one. Now, part two. So, um, now these chapters are starting off with, like, Kimmy going to Brittany, then ending with Yasmin. So part two in chapter
1: nine,
0: um, I I—I guess, when did Tob- Kimmy and Tobias move in together? Because I could have sworn Tobias had to come pick her up when they went to Nancy's house that time. But now they're mm-hmm. saying that they live together. Like, when did that happen? I don't know. I guess maybe he just spends the night there a lot because I don't recall that happening either. Maybe it just happened and we're yeah. just supposed to get it. Um, I wanted Tobias to catch Kimmy and Ragnar when they were in um, Kimmy's house. She brought Ragnar back to her apartment, and, and they had sex all night long while Rag- while Tobias was working the overnight mm-hmm. job. I just wanted him to catch him just to get it over with. I'm tired. I'm tired it. Y'all, he uh, Tobias knows, Yanni. You think he knows? Yes, he, he smells sex on that girl neck. Mm. But my thing is, what is wrong? Like, okay, if he knows, why in the hell are you going along with it? That's weird. Well, let's set the scene. They have sex all night. They're in in Kimmy's and Tobias' bed doing it, all this stuff. Ragnar goes in the house, takes his shoes off, get undressed like it's his home, puts his cufflinks on the bathroom counter, (laughs) and then leaves. Kimmy, dramatic, falling all over the place, sits at the door screaming and hollering, crying, and falls asleep at the door with a, with, with sheets wrapped around her, smelling like sex. Like you just you just had sex with another man. And you fell asleep right at the door, and Tobias comes in and he's holding her, <laughs> and Tobias goes and kisses her, and he's kissing her face and stuff because like, she's crying, and he's like, "What's going on?" and In the book, it describes when he smells her neck, he made a face. Did you read that part? You remember that part? Yeah, I remember that. He smelled it on her, like kissing, spit, or something. (laughs) He smelled something on her. And then he goes in the bathroom, and he finds the cufflinks. (laughs) She... Did they have sex, too? Yes. They have sex, too. She ain't changed the sheets. She ain't in the shower. Yeah. She didn't even get up and check that bathroom. She tells Tobias, oh, I bought you those for Christmas, right? Or for his birthday or something. Girl, no packaging, no box. Tobias knows. I don't know why he would go along with it. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I just can't for the life of me understand, like, why he would not build this spot up. Side note, I think, so we don't know if Kimmy's pregnant. I think she's pre- she's going to be pregnant, and I think this is going to be the date of conception because you wouldn't know whose baby it is between Ragnar and Kimmy. Yeah, she keeps throwing up, y'all. Um, but she's doing it at moments when she's like extremely like nervous and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more than sick. I think she's pregnant, and I think it's going to be a question of like whose baby is it, whose baby is it, uh-huh. and I think she's going to have a boy, and it's going to make Ragnar happy because he just lost. He just lost his child. Oh, my God.
1: Uh,
0: I'm about to find out she's pregnant, y'all. Kimmy's chapter stressed me out. (laughs) But hold on. What stressed me out is in chapter nine when Yagi's friend Oz has basically assaulted Yasmeen. Oh, my God. Yagi didn't do enough for me. That little yelling. No. His friends you should have beat his ass in exactly. your house Why trying to touch on your wife. His friends are too comfortable disrespecting her, and y'all geese is the reason. Mm-hmm. And they come back another time and he lets it go on. He's the ring leader the next time. Yep. Um okay, so Brittany. Johnny is just, Johnny is just. He's Johnny sick. is kind of like. He's sick. He's kind of like absent though in most of her parts. Like. What makes me mad about Johnny though is when I just think about him naming their baby Maya. It's just That's weird because it's like when you picture your, when you look at your daughter, are you picturing like children with Maya, which you wouldn't have named Maya? Or are you picturing your dead lover? Like, I I just. It's consider- sick. I can't wrap my head around that. What annoys me about Britney, though, is that she tries to attribute every negative part of her life to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when it was that agent or manager she had that, I guess, like sexually harassed her. Um, and like, OK, that made you leave fashion and modeling altogether. Like mm-hmm. you were OK with him being your meal ticket into the industry. And now you are just completely done with it because of him. And then, like your ex boyfriend before Johnny, like he's the boring ex, and he's the reason your life was so um like suffocating, and it wasn't exciting, and he was keeping you from the finer things. Like you could have gotten all those things on your own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She kind of like blame him for that. That's mm-hmm. why you had to run into Johnny's arms, and so now Johnny, you try to act like he has kept you so isolated, and that's why you haven't learned Swedish or made any friends, like. He even hired you that teacher and you didn't take the classes. Right. Like she needs to take some type of accountability for her life. And she's very annoying. Like you're 40 and everything you're like in the face of a man. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of just you kind of just let this cause so at this point her and Yoni has been together for like what two years now? Mm, just about, yeah. So, you you literally, for a whole year, just sat back and just... Yeah. She ain't look at nothing. She ain't think about nothing. She ain't... You didn't even look into this man's past yes. before you moved up, move up over there with him. Like, girl... And even when it comes to, like, making friends, you chose to be rude to everybody you encountered.
1: Right. Even to with be, Luna.
0: Somebody. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. they don't care how much money you have, girl. You got that skin on you. Exactly. Like, you chose not to listen to your family's warnings about Johnny's family. Like, stop blaming everybody else. Stand on your own two feet. She's so annoying. Mm-hmm. She's going to come to that at the end of the book. And she's going to be back down there in Florida, Atlanta, wherever the hell her family live yeah. at. Yeah. Um, Yasmin, right on Yasmin. She is like reclaiming her time. She is booking. She is making herself. We got her Instagram page popping. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm a little scared. She make up for prominent people and it's on the news and stuff now. I'm, I'm hoping Mona does. I mean, Lola doesn't kill Muna off because she wasn't above killing her in the first book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put it past her to do it again. I'm waiting to see if she's going to actually have some lines. Right. Like, she's going to wake up and talk. Get up, Mona.
1: Get up. Get up quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Chapter 11. I actually fell for Mona and this one little thing. That one little thing. She ate that one little thing. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I felt for her right here because like she's being judged on um, a different scale than Ragnar and all the others just because she's a black woman what you mean Kimmy you said Moon. I said Moon. I'm sorry Kimmy I felt, I felt for Kimmy in chapter 11 mm-hmm. um, because like Ragnar is married he knows his wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and like nobody vilified Ragnar the way they do with Kimmy like the affair is definitely wrong it's definitely wrong both of them. Yeah. Sorry. But for both of them. And like Kimmy is just there's an added layer because it's like this idea of how dare you do this, you black mm-hmm. woman. Like we barely respect you as it is. Mm-hmm. So when you should be fighting harder for our respect, you got a nervous speak with one of our men. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody Definitely is getting an eye at Ragnar. Is this when they have is this when they call her no the, the chapter, the last chapter is when they called her out in the meeting, right? Uh no, I think this was the chapter where they called her out. Okay. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this is the chapter where they called her out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like nobody bets. And even with like and it, and it's for all the black women, because even with like Johnny's history of dating, like everybody looks down on the black women for being the subjects of his fetish. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't bet it out of him for doing the fetishizing. For having a fetish. Yeah. Like <laughs> So it's just yeah, it's just very just nasty work. She's yeah. getting a lot of the backlash, and Ragnar is getting nothing. Yes, now everybody's it's like different. poor Ragnar because his child died, mm-hmm. and that mean evil witch for sleeping with you. Yeah, <laughs> like their sex killed the baby, right? Um, Brittany, um, I wish that we could have seen. Johnny's reaction to Brit calling him out for calling her Maya during their sex that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when uh, so, Brittany goes to um, a what is it? A it's an American like mixer mixer. Okay, mm-hmm. and she sees Kimmy there, and they start talking. <laughs> I was cracking up at this part of the book because girl Kimmy, you are just giving her all the tea and she didn't even confirm what she knew. Like you just, Oh, you heard. And then she just goes right into talking about it. I always hate <laughs> to do that. Like, let them tell you what they know first. <laughs> I guess that's right. Or you're in me. Like I'm not, you cannot tell me. I know what happened. I will never forget. <laughs> Shamika was in school. And, um, I think Pookie was messing with her. He was like, I know what you did at school today. And Shamika just bust out crying and was like, I
1: didn't hit that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we were crying. <laughs> was looking at her like, what? <laughs> like, uh-uh. Please do
0: But uh oh, my gosh. I, girl, and I remember I did that to somebody before. So mm-hmm. I was talking to this guy. He mm-hmm. was roommates with his brother. And so... <laughs> They were like, they were moving into a bigger place and they were adamant about like getting a three bedroom. And so, you know, like, look, I'm one of them nosy people. I just be trying to put people's life together. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. they must. Because the girlfriend, the brother was like in a serious relationship with the girl, too. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to be with them or whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah, she's pregnant. Like, why? Why are they so adamant that it needs to be a three bedroom? Like, it's just you and him and like the girlfriend. But they're going to see the same room. So I was just like, She's pregnant. She's pregnant. He was like, I never said. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Like, we just want more space. Like, we want to have an extra room. He kept trying to. It's dumb. So when I saw his brother, I'm such an asshole. But when I saw his brother, I was like, Congratulations on the baby. Oh my gosh! And he was so pissed with my friend that I was talking to. He was like, Like you told her. <laughs> why didn't tell that man that Cause I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I didn't like them. But <laughs> um, but I was like, brothers, and he was like, like you told her, he was like, I didn't tell her, you just did. It
1: was so funny. <laughs> like,
0: do not give the combo. I mean, do not give the information up before what's happening is. It's just, Kimmy is just spilling over the top. Like, she, she got so much guilt body. She's nervous. She can't sleep at night. She's just like, I I feel so bad. Like, that's where she's at. And she's just trying to tell anybody... And she thinks, like, telling people is going to give her the release that she's looking for, and it's not. The only thing that's going to relieve her of her guilt is telling the truth to Tobias. Yeah. Because that's the only person that matters. Mm -hmm. She didn't Mm -hmm. tell her sister. She didn't tell the first friend that she met over here when she was taking her little Swedish classes. Mm. And now she's telling Britney. She just... Telling, oh, what'd you say? Oh yes, I'm cheating. yeah, okay. yes, I'm cheating. I'm like, girl, ain't nothing gonna fix that. But you tell said her like, to lie. cheating, like, no, bitch. I said pass the cheese.
1: Pass the cheese.
0: No, that is so real. That goofy conscience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. But Brittany and Kimmy, like, they're just too old to be doing the frenemy thing. Like, just be friends. Y'all are both equally miserable in life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You go ahead and be friends. I'm surprised. I said, Kimmy, between your double life, I didn't know you had time to be at a mixer. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you didn't have work-life balance. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you up at a mixer <laughs> getting a drink yes <laughs> so yes me just continues to move on up um yagis is like a sex addict so we learned y'all means pat you past so like mm-hmm. she was a sex worker mm-hmm. do you yeah, think I
1: she
0: should tell hell no I do i think he know yes i don't i think she needs to take that to the grade that's not his business because he he might be upset. I, I think he would be upset. Mm-hmm. I, it's just not his business. Like, girl, that's... Look. You were... She, she keeps having flashbacks about it, too. Whenever somebody walks up to her, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, it's just like an old customer or something, you know? She just... Yes. Do you, and, and she's, she's going to tell she's, him scared for him to know. She doesn't want him to know. I think that she... I Think somebody, I, I don't know. I think somebody's gonna tell him either she's gonna tell him or somebody else is. And I think yeah, he's we're gonna, gonna be have to so do business with one of her mad. own people or
1: something. Yeah,
0: I think he's gonna be so mad that she has to just like leave and like mm-hmm. be on her own. And luckily, she's already setting up like a cushion for herself. Yep. Um, because he's just a jerk, like because he's a misogynist. Mm-hmm. So it's fine and Danny for me to be like, Well, he like, to be around yes, here, yes, or like, let me smack your ass in front of my friends, but to. Find out that, like, you know, people are, have been sleeping with you. Like, he is not going to be able to stomach that. Like, typical, mm-hmm. like, misogynist. Like, mm-hmm. how dare you have a past? Like, how dare you be so good at sex, but you weren't a virgin when I met you? Like. Right. Um. So, chapter 12, we're reintroduced to Malcolm. I forgot all about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was Kimmy's first friend that she met in um, the Swedish language class. He started dating their instructor, Jose. They used to have a little fake beef and then they started dating. So cute.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> Not Kimmy telling Malcolm about the affair and referencing their instant chemistry. That's the word she used. Instant chemistry. Girl. Like nice. What chemistry? Right. It's I don't care if that's the love of your life. You still being unfaithful. <laughs> Talking about instant chemistry, when y'all first met, it was not in that elevator at the holiday party, girl. Y'all first met, like, through, what, an event with Johnny? He wasn't thinking about you in that way. I think they first, yeah, at the event, and then he came to work the next day, right? I think so. But he was racist then. He ignored her. They barely said anything. When he got to work, he took your damn job. He was mad. Y'all didn't like each other. So, at the same instant chemistry. Right. So, as she talked to Malcolm, you know, he was a good, honest friend with her. He told her about herself. So, she deleted Ragnar's contact. Let's see if that lasts. We know it doesn't. No. She can't keep her hands off him. She got the jungle fever for real. (laughs) She got the jungle Corona (laughs) Um, Um. Okay. So, in this chapter, I was very confused by the interaction that Brittany had with Eva. Okay. Is she on Britney's side or not? She's not. Okay. Because I was very confused when she was like, You need anything else? You need, like, I mean, like, is this part of like Eva's sabotage? Like, I'm going to let you, like, whatever. I think it's just part of Eva's job, right? Mm. She, so her role before Britney was wife was to take care of, of Yanni's woman, right? Mm. In any way. She shopped for them. She sent them flowers. She found out their addresses. He he got Brittany's address before he gave it to her to send her flowers. Ain't that right? Oh, I think so. So that's her job, essentially, is to take care of the woman in his life, to balance all these girls before it was Britney, was all these girls. Mm-hmm. So that's all she gotta do. So yeah, do you need anything? That's what I'm getting paid for. What does she need? Mm. I don't think it's anything to it other than that. Okay. I definitely don't think she's on Britney's side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yasmin, um, Yagi's like has ignored the idea of Moona coming to stay with them. So Yasmin is just, you know, go ahead, get your coins up, um, girl. Keep saving them dollars because he going to put your ass out when you bring Moon ass in there on that wheelchair. Yeah. It's either it's either going to be the wheelchair or it's going to be her past. Who knows what's going to make him leave her. I don't know. Oh, right. Shoot. Probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, Chapter 13. Ragnar goes to Nepal. He is on a sabbatical. He didn't left his grieving wife to go climb mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I The audacity. Do you watch Love and Marriage? Uh, no. So, Love and Marriage is is a show about you know, couples, or whatever. So, oh, Love and Marriage the, is that the show? Oh no, that's Black Love. Is that other show? Okay, uh, yeah, no, not that one. <laughs> so, okay. Love and Marriage Huntsville is a couple on there, and they've been going through like their little issues all year, and he's been accused of infidelity. No one can really find any concrete evidence. Mm. But he just up and decides he's going to Africa on a solo trip with a wife and three kids. Oh. Child. He just needs to clear his mind. We clear minds together. Mm-hmm. So book all these flights or you staying right here. <laughs> <laughs> he done left his wife after she didn't deliver a stillborn child to go hike in the wilderness. And, um. and Kemi. And so he's away from here and the child, like Nika just said. I think Kimmy's going to end up out there with him. Girl, I'll pass out. <laughs> she ended up. If she if she hiked that mountain, they they claim a the woman. She got to go up on that mountain to save her she man. To get her big ass up on that mountain to get her man. She going. She she climbing up that mountain to save her man. <laughs> she better not. She better stay home with Tobias if she know better. I thought the number was blocked. Like <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> I'm curious. Okay, so we learned that Tobias has never dated anyone Black. I hope we find out why. And why did he choose to start with Kimmy? Like, is it because she's a professional Black woman? Like, before her, no Black woman was good enough for him? I, I don't know. And that's odd. Yeah, it's very odd. And if that's the yeah. case, that's interesting. Because you enjoy a simple life by yourself like you're a security guard which is fine so why does your standard for a black woman have to be so high and i feel like that's very real with a lot of people i won't. i don't know if it's just you know i, I don't know if it's just a, a mediocre black man thing but think about it i'm pretty sure you know a lot of guys who they ain't really on shit but they want their woman to be like this boss ass barbie doll but it's okay for you to be like mediocre Mediocre. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I did highlight though when it was talking about that was the first black woman he did. And I'm just like, What? Yeah. I, I hope that I hope we find out why. I want him. He he needs to explain himself. He needs to explain <laughs> himself. And his mama needs to tell us why too, since so she talks a damn much. <laughs> the sister with a white man too. Yeah. Even though she's like pro-black activist. Because mm, she was with him before um, before she started to be that way like when she was a pop mm-hmm. star like when she was like yeah. taylor swift <laughs> they were together in like high school right yep. i thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. side note they were eating cheese cucumber and butter sandwiches what the hell is that girl i started googling sweetened food i don't look for nothing over there on that side of the world to like really good you know up there in that corner <laughs> oh my gosh they were eating I, I was googling their food so they have something called toast scogging which is shrimp, dill, and cream on toast. It looks kind of good. It looks like chicken salad, but the shrimp version, uh-huh. the shrimp, <laughs> Swedish version with dill and cream on some bread. That looked okay. They had something called crop kakor. Oh, side note, Swedish, Swedish is like the least sexiest language of all time. I I <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> I think that's how we sound to uh them. <laughs> Girl, I skipped the words. I just look at it. Up. I don't even like pronounce it in my head. I just skip it. Crop kakor, pork-filled potato dumplings. I'm not mad at that. Is Swedish meatball really a Swedish dish? I don't know. Is I like those. I don't know. Google says, Swedish meatballs, perhaps the country's most famous culinary item, are actually based on a recipe brought back from Turkey in the early 18th century by King Charles XII of Sweden. They are a part of both traditional holiday meals and a staple in everyday home. Okay. I like that. So they actually came from Turkey, it says. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What's his name? Yagis or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That's why he got the kebab shop. He knew something.
1: (laughs) He knew something.
0: (laughs) He got something right. So they have something called falukorv. Sausage with the texture of an old sponge. Uh. That Why would you even put that on the internet to describe? (laughs) (laughs) This is what I did not like. It's called a feconde jekok. (laughs) flying jake a flying jacob and it's chicken ketchup cream and bananas and peanuts
1: okay i'm done and
0: another recipe says chicken bacon bananas cream chili sauce and peanuts. why are they putting bananas (laughs) in (laughs) this? so
1: i'm gonna say this (laughs) lola
0: akinmade akashrom lives in sweden
1: where would you eating?
0: <laughs> she chooses to live there. She's not being held against her will. <laughs> She's there eating like a serial killer. But I heard they have really good like baked goods. Mm, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough for me. Herring and canned canned fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, Tina is Tobias' sister. She was a pop star turned activist. She, um, and Yasmin is doing her makeup now. She did her makeup for um, a talk show that she was on. Um, And so um, Tina is now having dinner with her brother Tobias and Kimmy and Tina's husband. Um, And Tina kind of hints to Kimmy that Tobias loves her and he wants to take her seriously. And Kimmy has. Another epiphany about their relationship. This is like the 50th is her son. Revelation at this point. <laughs> so now she's back on her Tobias hat. Um, he's the one again. Girl, bye. As soon as Ragnar comes back from Nepal, she's going to be right with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tobias who? I got his bow behind knocking on their door. You know what? He's definitely bold. He left those cufflinks on purpose, just like you yes. said when we talked that time. He left those cufflinks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <clears throat> Brit <laughs> when she's talking to... Oh, Brittany is having coffee with Marlene in her section. Marlene. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's like talking to her about getting into Marlene. Girl. I'm sorry, but hang it up. When Brit. <laughs> They say she looks young, though. I would like to see exactly how I, I want to see. Like, come on now, I would like to see because how. I'm thinking, like, not now. Naomi Cameron looks good for her age, yes, but we know that when people have her walk in and, and shows, it's for like nostalgic purpose, exactly. Brittany and people always act global line, her. Huh? I feel like even the youngest looking, unless you have like that. I Very youthful. I unless you have like that um condition like that Gary Coleman like had. Oh. But come on now, how young does a 40 year old look? Like that's what I'm saying. Cause they say most of the time model's careers are over at twenty five. So most of them start like really young, like teenagers. What's wrong with aging? Even when people talk about like Bianca Lawson, she looks older to me. Like, come on now. Like I understand when she was maybe like thirty, she could play like teenager. Mm-hmm. But now she she gotta play twenties. So. She can't play past. Yes. She can't play anybody past. you. It's just unrealistic expectations. Like yes. even when people were talking about like how, like Rihanna, like the recent pictures of Rihanna, they was like, oh my gosh, she's aging so gracefully. Why are y'all like? <laughs> why are y'all emphasizing it so much? Yes, like just leave she, people alone. Aging, yes, leave her alone. It's it's going to happen. Like y'all don't even know what y'all' faves look like in real exactly. life. Stop it. You can't tell Britney that she's not on her way, though. When she's like Brit Ray, I was cracking up out loud reading that part. Brit Ray. Yes. Girl. I'm like, girl, no. Let's try again. <laughs> Brit
1: Ray. I'm
0: like, if you don't use that man's money for something, you need to be up in that marketing firm getting somebody to pull some ideas together because I don't like any of it.
1: <laughs> she is delusional.
0: And Marlene is going to run her to the ground so she can walk in the show. What show? <laughs> Marlene in the groupie. <laughs> yeah, she is. She knows um they're big two last names here. So once Brittany said her name, mm-hmm. well, I think they knew who Brittany was. They did. That, she so. had been googling her. Yeah. She had been googling her. Um, cause she even asked her about like, remember when Brittany told her what she did for a living? She was shocked, and she said she thought yeah. Britney was a sex worker or something, or an escort. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. not her friend. This is somebody who wants to get in with the uh, Von Luden. Right. <laughs> so also, um, besides. Okay, so Ida Person is, I guess, the designer who you know, she, uh, Marlon offers to allow Brittany to walk in her show. Uh, in Lola fashion, how she likes to connect people to each other and stuff, I wonder if um, Ida Person is going to have any other connections to any of the other characters. I don't know. Besides being Marlon's sister-in-law. I don't know. That's a good question. In this chapter, I am officially done. Well, I was done with Yagis when he allowed Oz to sexually harass Yasmin and didn't um, beat his ass. But mm-hmm. Yasmin comes in from grocery shopping and Yagis has a kite with his friends and he starts sexually assaulting Yasmin.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was
0: Oz of all people to stop him. Just say stop. That's your wife. Yes. That was uh am I'm, I'm interested to see where she's going with that later in the story. Like yeah, cause what is that about? Why would you make the villain the hero? She better not end up with him because I'm tired of her putting people in these trauma situations. I wouldn't put it past you though. Oh my god. I don't know. She's she's getting she's she's about to start like being a girl boss, so maybe not, but mm-hmm. Why do you think it was him who stopped it, though, like after what happened the last time he visited? I don't I don't know. I don't get that. I'm thinking it would have been like some, one of the other guys who was looking at him like, oh, like, no, you didn't the last time when he tried it. So I don't I don't really know. So and I guess he looked at her and, you know, maybe he got really sad for her. Or something. Yeah. I was just it's just pity. Maybe he had some self-reflection, too, about what he did.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um chapter uh 14 is the last chapter before the halfway mark of the book so um Kimmy she returns back to work after she blocked Ragnar and she's having thoughts of telling Tobias I feel like if she tells Tobias it's over for them yeah I'm actually wondering if Tobias is only with Kimmy to make black babies I don't Honestly, if she tells Tobias, I don't think it's over for them because he knows. True. Wouldn't nobody tell me that he don't know. I wonder if he's just trying to get a black baby out of her. I don't know what his motives is, but I definitely feel like that thing about him not dating black women before is definitely going to tie into it. Like, we need, we need to talk to the mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to figure out what's going on here. So here, Kimmy tells Ingrid that she needs two weeks off of work and Ingrid tells her no. She's mentally strong and can handle anything. I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out why she's not back in DC yet. And I feel like she should have never quit her job in DC. I think she should should have took like a leave of absence and said she's coming back. Mm-hmm. I feel like even when she returns, like girl, you got a good resume. Like yeah, like she can see, definitely yeah. get another job if people internationally want yeah. her. But like, because they don't, know about have her. they don't, up like that. they don't know about what's really going on in that company. Like, mm-hmm. you seem to be doing good work apart from all of the messiness in your personal life. Right, because I mean, and that was just crazy. Like, yes, Kimmy should justify why she wants a whole two weeks, but angry was. Completely out of line to say, like, you're mentally strong and handle anything. Like, what? That's not a fucking denial reason. Oh my gosh. I was, I was so, ew. I was so mad. Um, and I think she's treating her differently now since this affair, yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. like more personally, girl, is he your man? Mm-hmm. Calm down. Right. Did you want him? Kimmy is gone off Ragnar, though, because she get it. So she blocked him, <laughs> but she got a text from a new number and it was Ragnar sending her pics, girl. When she was tracing his face. Like, really? I said, just finger. dramatic. Oh, oh, my gosh. Holly Berry and Monsters Ball would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, Kimmy keeps having these, like, mental breakdowns. She's vomiting. The girl is pregnant. We already know. Yeah. I... He finally blocked him and he didn't got you pregnant. <laughs> I didn't I stopped here. I did too. I stopped here. I didn't go to like uh Yasmin and um to Britney, Britney sections. So I stopped there. Okay. So overall your thoughts on everything. Overall, I mean, it's definitely juicy. We picked out, you know, we we've talked about our critiques so far. Um I can't wait to read the rest. I can't
1: wait. Mm-hmm.
0: Tonight, finishing tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I had to talk about my words. <laughs> okay. I only got a few. First of all, I did not know Fortnite meant two weeks. Did you know that? Fortnite. A fortnight. It's two weeks. No, I did not know that. I know my colleague told me. My colleagues were saying they knew. One told me that apparently it's, it has something to do with like the lunar, the lunar um, calendar, and it's actually 15 days. It's a fortnight. It's like a Shakespearean term. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, I like the Swedish word for white boy. I mean, sorry, the Nigerian. No, I'm sorry.
1: Yoruba is
0: Yoruba a language? Is Yoruba the language? Yoruba, Yoruba. is a dialect. Okay. I um, Oyinbo, that means white boy. I like that. Oyinbo, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other word I had was proselytize, which means to convert someone. That was a new word for me. I didn't know that word. Did you know that word? No, I. As, it was a couple words. I actually clicked. I'm I'm ebooking here, so <laughs> I clicked on them. Oh, okay. okay. And I was like Okay. <laughs> proselytize. Okay. Use that. I'm going to proselytize them. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> Did you? I didn't like it. I said, why? <laughs> when I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why you crazy. had to throw that in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the placement of SAT words in certain books, it is like, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like, you clearly. You done sent me to words. my dictionary. Right. I'm missing out on the book. Like, come on now. <laughs> um. Two of my favorite quotes that I liked, um, they both came from Kimmy. I guess Kimmy got the, her her chapters had the best quotes. So the first one was, she's beginning to settle into the fact that she makes the dumbest moves for a smart girl. That was a Mm cool quote. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one I had was, oh, this one was like an entire paragraph. So it was on page 96 and... It was three quotes, actually. So the second one was on page 96. um, And the quote was, the higher you climb with ease where you're not wanted, the less you are who you truly are.
1: Mm. I like that. That
0: was deep. But the one that I had in my phone was, um, Kimmy's Kimmy's mind races as both men cloud her mind in that instant. Is her powerful social identity turning Ragnar on? The quintessential strong Black woman, is this the same reason Tobias is drawn to her, an idealized image she can never fully live up to because she is, in fact, human? Are both men trying to fully possess her in their own ways? It would seem both want to tame her, with Tobias trying to prove that she needs him, despite her independence, while Ragnar is simply trying to show her her strength is no match for him.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your predictions? Kimmy is pregnant. Oh yeah. Brittany, I think Brittany and Yasmeen may connect because Brittany's going to be in this show, and I feel like it's like something will make up or whatever. Um, I don't think there's going to be. I don't know what I don't know if Brittany having some business of her own is going to make like Yoni like feel a type of way or not. Mm-hmm. But something's gonna happen there. Something's gonna come to a head there. I think Eva's gonna bring her back some information
1: mm-hmm.
0: about Maya Daniels' family. Um that maybe she finds like Astrid is involved or something, or somebody in the family and tells Yoni maybe. I don't know. And then I think Muna's gonna come home. That's where I'm at. That's what the only predictions I have so far. Okay. So I'm right with you on Kimmy being pregnant. I okay, so I look, at first I was saying she's Tobias is gonna leave her if she says mm-hmm. about it. But I think that she's gonna tell Tobias about the cheating and the pregnancy. And mm-hmm. I think she's going to tell him there's a chance that the baby could be Ragnar. And I think he's gonna be okay with that as long as he has a black baby to bring home to Nancy. So mm. even whether this baby comes out looking white, fully black or mixed, it's okay with Tobias because he's half white. And you know, like we know like how the mm-hmm. DNA is. If he came out with light skin and like gray or blue eyes, mm-hmm. Nancy probably wouldn't bet, bet an eye about that, bring her grandchild because it could have just been like skipped, you know, like right. you know, um, the skipped generations. Um, I think that Yasmin is going to leave Yagis and start her own brand as a beautician, and I'm wondering if maybe Matthias will find that Ahmed has some assets back home, and he'll give it to Muna.
1: I don't know. I oh, don't know. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what I think about Brittany. I'm scared. I think she might be stuck with Johnny. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. And and she wouldn't feel bad for being stuck with him. <laughs> True. Um. <laughs> I would I don't know if this is really gonna happen, but I would like to see Khadijah resurface through Tina since they're both actors. Mm-hmm. Um that would be interesting. Like to see her. Should she? I mean, everybody they they brought everybody else back out, like Malcolm. Like we we saw. So we can see yeah, so will see mm-hmm. what happened with her. I think she was arrested the last time. Yeah. For like her protest and stuff. So yeah. So um next session. Session seven, we're going to have um, a guest book club member come meet with us. Her name is Nikki. Um, So she's going to talk about um, we're going to finish Everything is Not Enough, the second half, and then we're going to come and we're going to talk with Nikki about that and get her thoughts on the book as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We hope that you enjoyed this session and we hope that you'll be listening to more in the future. Bye, baddies. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another meeting with My Baddie Can Read. We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation. Make sure you subscribe to keep reading with us. To keep the talk going outside of the library, make sure you follow us on Instagram at BaddiesCanRead. And Twitter at MyBaddyCanRead. We'd love your feedback on our book list and any suggestions you may have about future reads. Can't wait to chat again. Until next time, baddies.